welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? Much. It's been a good week. It is October 20th, 1995. We're coming at you with some more television programs and some more movies and some more wackiness and frivolity. <laughs> like we like to give you. Speaking of wackiness. I like to give it to them, huh? <laughs> I like to give it to you, too, so it's okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're givers. Not takers. No. We we are pitchers, if you if you prefer that vernacular, not catchers. Okay. So, anyway, uh, um, this week, speaking of pitchers and catchers, Elmore Leonard. No, I'm, he's been married a long time. Uh, Elmore Leonard, the, what do they call him, the Dickens, the, the Shakespeare of Birmingham. You know, are probably the most famous author uh, in, in our area, Elmore Leonard. I know where his house is. Nice. He lives not super far from us. I'm not going to tell you where he lives, but... Yeah, I don't think he'd appreciate that. But I know where he lives in Michigan. And he has a new movie coming out, or a movie based on one of his books. A movie we'll, I think we'll probably see. It's called Get Shorty. Carol, what do you know about Mr. Elmore Leonard and any of his books? Do you read any of his books? I know nothing. So he writes, like he wrote a, uh, a book called Rum Punch. Uh, he wrote, I'm trying to think, uh, some of the other big ones that he wrote. But he's a like a crime writer. So he writes about crime and he writes about like the, the seedy underbelly of society. But he's probably most noted, he's excellent dialogue writer like he really really gets dialogue when for writers you kind of either have an ear for dialogue or you don't okay. and he's got a really good ear for dialogue well i guess that would mean that uh, movie adaptations of his work would be good well apparently according to the, this film critic anyway this get shorty film is very good but and it says he finally finds success uh, his book finally gets a good film treatment, but I guess he hasn't had much. His, his The greatness of his books haven't translated to good films in the past so hmm. far. So this guy says, this guy being Terry Lawson, film critic for the Detroit Free Press. Uh, we can all breathe easier. The bad luck curse of Detroit Dutch has been lifted. Though it has long looked as if no one in Hollywood would ever comprehend exactly what it was that millions of readers loved about Elmore Dutch Leonard's endlessly entertaining crime novels, director Barry Sonnenfeld's class act adaptation of Get Shorty gets things straight. Smart, sharp, and flat out funny. Get Shorty is like its comeback kid star John Travolta. It knows how to swagger and still say cool. <laughs> yeah, because John Travolta was... We didn't really talk about this. When we talked about Pulp Fiction last year, we didn't really talk about this that much, but John Travolta was down and out, man. Like, no one freaking cared about John Travolta anymore making Look Who's Talking Now and shit like that. Like, his his career was absolutely garbage really? until 
Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. He was doing shit movies. He wasn't an A-list star. But, I mean, I certainly knew who he was. and Well, yeah, you still knew who he was, but he wasn't, he wasn't making a lot of money. He wasn't... Being, he wasn't in good movies. He wasn't the top build star in good films. He was maybe the top build star in shitty movies. <laughs> what do you mean you guess? I mean, yeah. See, look, the thing is, is she likes John Travolta a lot. So even the shit movies that he that he did, she's like, oh, this is good. Well, I mean, I guess Look Who's Talking Now was not great, but I liked Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking Too. Look who's the original Look Who's Talking is a good movie. So. Anyway, that's all the news that I have for this week. Can you believe it? No, that that is not very much news. I should have prepared a a uh, massive love segment. I want to do massive love again. I like I massive didn't. love, but you know sometimes it's okay to have a light news week because it's you know less heavy. Yeah, not talking about you know people getting murdered or right. We know. talk about that a lot. We we have we we. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we we have talked about that, yes. So this week, we watched Caroline in the City. We did. That new show with Leah Thompson. I really like it. Do you? Yeah. It's fine. I mean, you know me. I love all sitcoms, mm-hmm. so. It's a very simple, like this, like, okay, so she plays, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's brand new this season. Leah Thompson uh, Marty McFly's mom from Back <laughs> to the Future, right? Plays a a cartoonist. She has a a comic strip or yeah. something like that, and she works with this dude Richard that draws the stuff. He he's in her apartment. That's where his workstation is, which is kind of weird. Right? Like and, he gets up to go to work every morning, and that work is at her apartment. Mm-hmm. And she's dating this one dude. And she's got a friend that's a, a girl that dresses all in leather and stuff and sunglasses. She's tough. She's <laughs> punk rock. Yeah. They should have gotten, what's her name, from 90210 to do it. Right? Tori. No, no, no. Not Saved by the Bell. Oh, yeah. Christine, uh, what's her name? I can't remember. I don't you know. know. I don't know. The one that gave Brandon euphoria. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they should have gotten her. Because she's the original punk rock. Right. Anyway, uh, so the very, the plot of this episode is incredibly simple. Oh, yeah, and, and incredibly stupid, but go ahead. She goes to the ATM, and her friend tells her that she has something in her nose. So she picks her nose to get it out. In the mirror on the ATM. Right. Which, how many ATMs have mirrors on them? I'm, I'm not... I think most of them do. Aware of that. Oh, I think most of them do. Okay. I I mean, I don't really use them, but, because I mean, they're around, but yeah. they're hard to find. They're usually just at the bank. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it spit out her card and her receipt and not her money. Correct. So. Which, I, you know, that's, I suppose that happens, huh? Which, and if it was like 20 bucks, I guess it wouldn't be as big of a deal, but it was $200. Right. That's a big deal. So she she says that, uh, you know, she goes to the bank and the woman working there is Mrs. Banks. <laughs> so they, 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 they churn all the jokes out they can have about that. And she's such a bitch, she doesn't even think it's funny. She does yeah. not get the humor. That's frightening. 
Yeah, well, you know that one dude in Mary Poppins, his name was Mr. Banks, right? Oh, yeah. And he also worked at a bank. Yeah, but I mean, it's like it's like her heart has to be dead inside to not find that funny. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm sorry. Well, that's, but... a, that's going a little far, but okay. <laughs> so it turns out that the way they can prove that she didn't get her money is to review the camera footage and from for... the hidden camera Behind the mirror in the ATM. The one she picked her nose in. What the fuck? Do you think this is real? Do you think ATMs have like little hidden cameras in them? For sure, yeah. I don't like that. You know, because to stop people from stealing stuff, for sure. Because if they didn't have a camera, anybody could come up there like in the middle of the night. They're just out. Anyone could come up there in the middle of the night with like a screwdriver or whatever and like just take the money that's inside. Yeah, I guess that's true. Unless they have alarms on them. I don't know. Maybe they do. Huh. But anyway, so I don't understand why she has to watch it with everybody. Like, it's they got to make popcorn and get some snacks and and have a viewing party for this. They can't just look at it and be like, oh, yep, we see that you were there and you didn't get any money. Also, how do they how can they not know that she didn't get money? Right. They don't keep track of how much money's in this machine. That's how they figure out whether or not, you know, a customer gets shorted. If you're a cashier. They uh, count down the machine, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they should be able to do that with the ATM. You're right. Check the receipts and how much is in the thing. Yeah, I, that's what I would think. But, no, what, they, what they're going to do is they're going to force her to come in. And she's like, oh, no. And then she leaves. She's so embarrassed that she picked her nose that she leaves instead of staying to get $200. How much money do you think that she makes right in this fucking right? comic strip? I mean... It's a pretty nice apartment. Yeah. And she's in New York, right? The city is New York. Right. Caroline in the city. And then Richard, the, the, whatever, cartoonist or? Colorist. Um, I don't know. The guy that, the the guy that does the traces, the drawings. He, um, he's dating some girl that he does not like. Mm -hmm. That he keeps trying to break up with and stuff keeps coming up, like. Her dad died or something. I don't know. She her dad lost had her a job. heart attack. But yeah. <laughs> her dad's heart was dead inside. <laughs> right. And then someone shocked it back to life and he was okay. So he finally has a window where he's going to break up with her. And instead of being honest and being like, hey, I really just don't want to go out with you. Because he wants to be a nice guy. He tells her that he's allergic to her dog. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I saw problems, Bedelia something? Bonnie Bedelia. Yeah, Bonnie Bedelia. I saw problems, like, miles away with that. Like, dogs come and go. (laughs) Right. You know? I mean, I love my dog, and I've had my dog for 13 years. Mm -hmm. But if it came down between you or the dog, obviously I would choose you. Oh, yeah. Needle's coming out. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is this is a newer relationship. I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, yeah, it's newer. And you would think that, I don't know. She says, I can't, mm-hmm. you know, I can't be with somebody that can't be with my dog. But the next day or two mm-hmm. later, she shows up at his door and like, hey, I got rid of my dog. Yep. Did not kill it. There was no needle. No, she gave it away to a family. Upstate, with a big yard. Which is nice. Yeah. For the dog, I guess. So, now, it's like, 
she gave away this dog that she adores so she can be with him. So he's really fucking stuck, right? Yeah. I was like, he's got to marry this woman. Right. So she kisses him and he's, and he's like all all this and and she's got garlic breath. Like he's so miserable. Oh, it's not good. No. And he decides to somehow, I want to know how, how did he find out who these people are? Maybe he just asked her. Hey, can you give me directions to where you took your dog? (laughs) No reason. Just asking for a friend. I guess that's true. It would be weird. Yeah. But he shows up at this guy's house unannounced and says, hey, I'm here for this lady because she wants the dog back. She can't. She's miserable. She's cutting herself now. (laughs) And the guy's like, well, I'll have to ask little Timmy. Or whatever his name is. And little Timmy's deaf. Yeah, it's start, Cameron. Start signing to him. Yeah, it's Cameron. <laughs> Can you give up, Andrea? <laughs> little Andrea. And the peanut butter. And Cameron says, all right, so he hands over the the leash. But then the guy, Richard, just walks away. He does not take Bonnie Bedelia. No. I think he should have. I really do. Really? And just... I don't know. I don't know. The kid can get another dog. The kid's had the dog for like a day. That's true. She loves this dog and and he doesn't want to be with her. Do you think this is going to be like this? Now, this is the first episode that I have seen. Yeah, Uh, same here. So do you. So I don't know how many episodes this girlfriend has been on. But do you think that this is going to be like a running thing that she's like a semi regular cast member? I hope not, because that's going to make me really angry. If he's just always trying to trying to dump this girl and can't, like, she's, she just clings on to him. If he is that big of a pussy, I don't think I will continue to watch the show. Okay. So then uh, Caroline. In the city. Decides that it is worth $200. Well, they also talk about how, like, she can't floss in front of her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And her boyfriend can't pee with the door open. Which, good for you. Don't pee with the door open. Yeah. I don't want to see anybody pee. Yeah, it's weird. It's gross. Some people are into that, though, right? I guess. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, they're working on trying to become more intimate, and they... they I don't know how that's settle, intimate. They settle on uh, cleaning Sweetie, their ears see. in front of each other. Let me see you clean your teeth. Ugh. No, thank you. Yeah. They're going to clean their ears and... Yeah. Q-tips. And she decides that she can let people see her pick her nose, I guess. Oh, that's something else. <laughs> At the end of the episode, remember Richard goes to pick his nose mm-hmm. because he's trying to make her break up with him again. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead she's like, oh, we're that comfortable with each other. Great. Let me get my toenail clippers. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, and that's Richard, how the episode ends. He's such an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, at some point in there, they're making fun of people on the camera. Oh, yeah, all, the, all the different people they see, wedgies and stuff like that. Yeah, it just is what it is, but I... Um, it doesn't bother me that much because, like I said, I don't really use ATMs, so... I think I'm going to use them less now. I, when do, I usually just, you know, I get my check or whatever, I cash my check, Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I might throw, you know, a little bit in the savings. A little bit, sure. Keep something in there. And then, you know, you run out of money on Sunday and the bank's closed. And, right. you know, that's when it's nice to be able to use the ATM. I guess. I have an ATM card, but 
like you know, like my bank issued me one, but I don't really use it much. So that's it. That's Caroline in the city. Mm-hmm. That's a- that's the show. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was cute. It was fine. It's mildly funny. It's yeah. not as good as some of the other shows out there. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not like Seinfeld, but it was no, funny. No, it's not as good as Seinfeld. It's not as good as Friends. It's not as good as... You know what show I kind of like is The Single Guy. Hmm. That's a new one, too. What's it about? A single guy? It's about Jonathan Silverman being a single guy in the city. They're all in the city. Maybe we should go to the city. Yeah. Well, I thought we were going to go to Orange County, California <laughs> and follow the money. Now we're going to go to the city. I See, I think you can only go to the city if you're single. Hmm. Like, you can only be successful in the city if you're single. Because Caroline, I mean, Caroline's not married. She's got a boyfriend or whatever. But those people on Seinfeld, they're pretty much all single. Yeah. Uh, then, you friends know, are all guy. single. Yeah, friends are all single. Interesting points. What about Mad About You? They're not single. No, there are a couple in the city. And they're making it happen. <laughs> but how successful is their is their life? It's funny, but uh-huh. you know, are they are they really? They'd be thinking he's a documentary filmmaker. They'd be have, they'd have so much more money if they were in Orange County, California. Well, everyone has more money in Orange County, California because they followed the path. <laughs> anyway, so go back to I don't know what episode that was. Uh, oh, it was nine months. Go back yeah. to nine months if you want, because I remember we were talking about Hugh Grant. So go back to nine months if you want to. You want to hear about the the path in Orange County, California. It's a fun conversation. Well, hello everybody. It's Future Mark and Future Carol here. Hey, what's up? We're here to talk to you about an exciting sponsor for our show called My Bookie. Are I'm you fam- very excited. Are you familiar with My Bookie's work? No, not really. <laughs> So you're aware what a bookie is? Yes. We saw hidden gems. They're guys that sit inside vestibules and steam while you win a, fo- a basketball bet and then shoot you in the head afterwards. Okay, so spoilers I don't think we should for, be working with them then. Spoilers for inside gems or hidden gems or uncut gems, right. whatever the hell it's called. Um, Adam Sandler piece of crap, yeah. Yeah. So, no, my bookie, though, they take the middleman, the guy that shoots you in the head, out of the equation. And instead, you just go to mybookie.ag and you say, hey, this basketball game's going on right now. I think that I will bet on it. And I'm going to place a safe and secure bet here at my bookie. And then when I win, I'll be able to cash out really easily. And that's all like legal and stuff now? Yes, absolutely. That's so cool. I didn't really realize that you know you could do that. Yep. The internet is an amazing thing. <laughs> and so is the winning season, which is returning to my bookie. You know what the winning season means, Carol? The winning season means I, I doubling don't. your first deposit. So all you have to do is go to mybookie.ag, use our promo code, which is retrofees. And they will match dollar for dollar up to $1,000 on your first Ooh, deposit. wow, that's a good deal. You put $1,000 in, they say, here's $1,000 to go nuts with. Should we Should we do that? Yeah, let's put $1,000 in. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's just, there, there's, you know, you're stuck in the house. 
You're not driving all the way to the casinos, which aren't open, or they are open, but they're not supposed to be open. Or, <laughs> or they're in your buddy's distance. basement right now. Do you want to avoid coronavirus? Sit in your house <laughs> and bet. Watch sports and go on mybookie.com. AG. AG. Yeah, that's right. That stands for always good. <laughs> Every play you want to make is waiting for you at my bookie. It is simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Well, that that does sound simple. Yep. I think you would need to talk to me quite a bit about all this different sports jargon first, but I'm all in. you need we'll to know it. is to use the promo code RETROFEES and double your first deposit. It's a no-brainer. Yay. Back to 1995. It's so much better there. Well, and if you want to uh, go back to the episode we did on Clerks last year. Um, that will have some relevance to the movie that we watched this week. Because we watched the second movie that uh, Kevin Smith made. Yep. Mall Rats. Mall Rats. Interesting. So before we really get into it, I liked this movie a lot. Yeah. Um. It is absolutely bombing at the box office. It is a sad, sad thing. But I liked this movie a lot. Now, obviously, his first movie was kind of like, uh, you know, it was limited. We mm-hmm. we went and saw it at the at the art house theater uh, last year by our place, but it wasn't wide released into like it wasn't at the AMC, right? Um, and you know, some people since then it's been released on video and. We, you know, we've known friends that have kind of discovered it on video and everything, but this one wide release movie, totally like you know, it's uh, wasn't was it Universal? Uh, I think. Yeah, I think so. Gramercy, and you know, it's absolutely bombing. <laughs> but I liked it a lot, and an interesting idea. So there's a couple things that link his first movie, Clerks. And this movie, Mallrats, most notably, two of the characters, Jay and Silent Bob, Mm -hmm. appear in both movies. But they mention some things, like uh, that one girl, um, I can't think of her name now, Julie Dwyer. Okay. Who died in the pool. We we find out, because they go to, Dante and Randall go to her funeral in Clerks. Right. We find out in this movie how she died because the star of this movie, T.S., tells her that she's going to be on Brandy, Brandy Svenning's father's game show. And he says that, oh, the camera makes you look fat. Apparently, she used to be fat when she was in high school. Right. Which I guess is how Dante got her. And, <laughs> right. And so she starts doing laps in the pool on, on lap number 700. I don't know how anyone knows... Like, was there somebody sitting there counting laps? Right. And she's dead, so they can't ask her. I don't know how they know which uh, lap it was, but she uh, dies. She has an embolism. In mid-backstroke, as she says. So this must take place, like... A A couple days before. Yeah, a couple days before, you know, Clerks does. This, uh, the movie. Yes, the movie exists. (laughs) Very funny movie. It is. I like it. Um, I like the style of it's like a silly comedy, but the language that's used is very erudite. Why are you in this uh, monument to consumerism and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. 
I liked how Clerks was black and white. This one's shinier. But well, I guess yeah. it's, it's colorful. I guess it's just because, you know, like you said, it's made by, you know, Universal and not paid for out of his own pocket. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Black and white was probably cheaper when he did it and maybe atmospheric to a certain degree. Yeah. But there's no reason. It's a mall. There's no reason to make this black and white. Right. No, like the mall is a happy, shiny place. I love the mall. Yeah. It, It made me like want to go to the mall. Yeah, I agree. They say the name of the movie in the movie, which I always love. They buy Cinnabons. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> I want a Cinnabon. You noticed things. Good for you. <laughs> you want to talk about the movie or? <sighs> sure. You just want to talk about things you saw in the movie. <laughs> they had a cookie. They were kitty cat. The one guy drank a soda out of a little cup. <laughs> no, okay. So, like you said, T.S., um, he breaks up with his girlfriend, Brandy. I think, yeah, I think, real quick, I think that the director and the writer, Kevin Smith, must really love the movie Jaws. Okay. Because the guy's name is Quint, T.S. Quint. Quint's a name from Jaws. Okay. And the other guy's name is Brody, Brody Bruce. And Brody is a name from Jaws. They talk about going to Universal Studios and seeing the Jaws attraction. Right. And then in Clerks, there's a... Dan it. Yeah. Salsa shark. Yeah. Yep. So T.S. and Brody, both, we start out the movie, they both get broken up with by their girlfriends. Mm -hmm. T.S. gets broken up with because he told Julie Dwyer that she was going to uh, Mm -hmm. look fatter on camera and she killed herself. That's not his fault. No, but Brandy decides that she's going to do the show in Julie's place, which means she can't go to Florida with T.S. like they planned. And he was planning to propose to her. At when the, shark, when the jaws popped yeah. out of the water. So he he's pushing really hard for her to go because he wants to propose to her. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know. She just thinks that he's being a selfish jerk. Right. So she breaks up with him. We also need to mention that uh, 90210 star Shannon Doherty is in this movie. I was getting there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next one's Brody and Shannon Doherty. Yeah. Her name is. Shit. What is her name? Brody and... Huh. I can't think of her name. Me either, but like... It's Shannon Doherty. We'll, That's all I see. Right. We'll think of, we'll, we'll come up with it Brenda. as we go on. Um, Someone does call her Brenda. Yeah, that's true. That and then she funny. calls them an asshole. Dick. Dick, okay. So, it starts out, they're in bed together, and it's obviously, you know, like, this guy's living in his mom's basement. Mm-hmm. And he loves comic books. She wakes him up and he immediately picks up the game controller to continue playing his video game that he fell asleep playing. He's playing NHL 94 that's, on Sega. That's just so frighteningly wrong on so many levels. Oh, come on. Hartford? Come on. The Whale? <laughs> so, They're playing the Montreal Canadiens. Uh-huh. 1993 Stanley Cup champions. Okay. Same. Yeah, and, and he... He was up 12 to oh 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you want me to list some players? <laughs> no, thanks. Right. 
Apparently, he promised to take her to breakfast. But yeah. he wants to finish this game first, I guess. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Doesn't he light a joint, too? I don't know about that. I don't know that I see anyone do drugs in this movie except for Jay and Silent Bob and the people they smoke out. Huh. I don't know why I keep thinking he lit a joint. Maybe not. Maybe he does. I don't know. Um, Around his comics, though? I don't know. <laughs> Seems point. out of character. She, um, she tells him that she goes in the bathroom and cries because he asks what you do in there all the time. Mm-hmm. Because she thinks about all the people who are doing great things in the world, you know, doctors, scientists, lawyers, mm-hmm. and that all she can do is fuck him. Right. And he still didn't realize she's bringing up with him. Like, that's well, pretty obvious. He's kind of dumb, too. So she's, She gives him a note. She's climbing out his window as she's saying this, and then she throws an envelope at his head. Yeah, she gives him a note that's like a breakup note, and then when his buddy T.S. comes over later... He's like, oh, she calls her you callow in this. And yeah. he's like, you said, it's like a bad thing. <laughs> and he says, well, it means frightened and weak-willed. And he said, oh, I thought it was the only part of the letter that was complimentary. He had framed it. That is funny. What the fuck? But I mean, like, he has no motivation to do anything. He's going to take the time to frame their breakup letter. <laughs> right. I think the movie's kind of about just that time in your life when it seems like you're just wasting time. They mm-hmm. mention that T.S. is going to college Mm -hmm. and Brandy's also going to college. I guess they go to college together. I don't know. Um, So they're, you know, they're kind of like they're progressing in their life, but Brody's really not doing much. He's just sort of just kind of hanging around. There's a weird, I don't know if it's a mistake or exactly what is going on, but there's a weird part where he, the guy Brody goes up to Mr. Svenning and he says, oh, if it isn't my neighbor. (laughs) But it's like, they're not neighbors. Because we see at the beginning of the movie, T.S. is at the Svenning household. They talk, you know, and everything. And then he leaves and he drives over to Brody's house. And it's not the same neighborhood at all. Huh. So it makes no sense. That is weird. Yeah, it's weird. So the whole movie is just like them in the mall Mm -hmm. interacting with people and they ask Jay and Silent Bob to sabotage the show that Brandy's going to be on. Yeah. I mean, the main plot of the show is that T.S. doesn't want her to go through with being on the show. So they want Jay and Silent Bob to sabotage the stage, which apparently they were going to do anyway. But like, is he really that insecure? Is he worried that she's going to find someone on the show? Or does he just hate her dad that much? Like, That's a good point. Like, is it revenge? Yeah. Or is it that he's insecure? I guess neither one is very good. It just, yeah, it just seems like kind of a waste of his energy. He should just be trying to figure out how to get her back, not ruin everything. Mm-hmm. You know, this movie is sort of a reunion of another movie called Dazed and Confused that came yeah. out a couple years ago. How so? Well, um, the the main villain in this movie is played by a guy named Ben Affleck, and he was in uh, Dazed and Confused. He was one of the, like the, I don't want to say lesser characters, but he was one of the seniors or whatever that was paddling the freshman, he had a paddle, and he was, you know, like, not 
It's a supporting character in that movie. And then the blonde girl whose name I can't think of off the top of my head, the one that that uh, Silent Bob keeps crashing into yeah. and to see her naked. I can't think of what her name Joey Lauren Adams. Okay. She's also in Dazed and Confused. Oh, okay. She's one of the senior girls that's hazing the freshman girls. I think she's the one that's like, uh, they're all like, ah, you slots, you know, and they're like pouring water on them and stuff. And as the main bad girl, Parker Posey, like kind of walks away, I think she's the one that the Joey Lauren Adams kind of leans in and is like, you guys are doing great, you're doing great. You know, like, <laughs> you, everything's cool, you know, and like, and then she, as Parker Posey walks back, she's like, ah, slots, you know, and stuff like that. Um, and so she's also kind of like minor in that movie. But they're both in that movie. And there's one other one, too, that I can't think of. But there was, I can't think of who it was now, but I remember watching the movie and I was like, oh, they were also in Dazed and Confused, which is a pretty good movie, actually. But, um, but yeah, so, so sort of a mini reunion from that movie. Shannon Doherty is now dating Ben Affleck's character, Shannon Hamilton. She does not waste time. No. No, all of a sudden, like, what did she do? She just came to the mall, like... And all of a sudden, they're they're dating. She's already met his mom. I think the, she was cheating. Oh yeah, I think so. Don't you? Yeah. Like there was something going on. Like, apparently, they haven't had sex yet. Right. Because that's part of the the thing is that he wants to. Uh, he wants to do it to her in an uncomfortable place, like the back of a Volkswagen, <laughs> which is a funny running gag in this movie. But yeah, I think she was. I think she at least had some kind of flirtation with this dude beforehand. Yeah, so by the time they make it to the mall, she's, like you said, she's met his mother. He's bought them tickets for the opera for that evening. Right. And... It's been like two hours. He took her shopping in stores she wanted to shop in. Yeah. It is weird. Like, it's a weird... I feel like that Kevin Smith was dating a girl, and this rant of, like, stores I want to shop in and stuff Mm -hmm. like that is, like, something he heard when he was younger, and so he just put that in there because... A couple times they use the phrase, take take you to sh- sh- uh, stores you want to mm-hmm. shop in. Yeah, and like, he tried to tell uh, Shannon Doherty that he took her shopping, and she's like, to comic book stores, right. <laughs> not where I like to go. Do you call going to that? She, Shannon Doherty is a lot of fast shouting in this movie. Yeah. It's a lot of shouting and a lot of very quick dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know, because she's taught, like, I was trying to piece together everything that she was saying because it was so fast. But she said something like, do you call going to that greasy pizza place or whatever, yeah. eating out? And then something about that dirt or that, like, pit you call the dirt mall for the latest comic books or whatever. You know, like, it was it was a whole, I don't, I didn't get everything, but she was really, like, ranting yeah. very quickly and very loudly. <laughs> So basically, she wants somebody more mature, it sounds like. Yeah. But he uh, abducts her into an elevator, Mm -hmm. and then they have sex. Yeah. And somehow that is just like, he thinks they're getting back together, and she's like, yeah, no. Yeah. (laughs) It's just sex. She's like, you know, it was just, it was too little too late. Yeah. It's not nice. No. Not at all. <laughs> she should. She shouldn't have had sex with him. I'm just saying. She still wants him. Yeah, obviously. Well, yeah. There's something there. But they the the plot of this movie is complicated in a way 
But it's pretty simplistic. It's basically these two friends both want to get their significant others back. Mm -hmm. And this is all the stuff they go through in order to get their significant others back. Yeah, and um, in throughout the movie, there's some things, and one of them is those freaking dot uh, oh, I hate pictures. Them. Magic eye picture, I think it's called. I can relate to this dude so much. Now, I would not spend my entire weekend trying to see it like he is, but mm-hmm. I have stood for a long time trying to see the fucking image, and I can't. I don't see colors very well, and I think that's a key to being able to see these things, because I also cannot see them. I have perfect vision, but I can't. <laughs> I can't see them. Sick brag. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Oh, good for you. But it's just like I don't know if it's like because I can't like relax my eyes enough or what. What All is right. it? Maybe you need to smoke some pot. Maybe relax your eyes a little bit more. Yeah, that's all. we'll I try it stoned it. and see what happens. All right. Anyway, so. Basically, they end up they end up on the show at the end, and then Dante from Clerks is on there too. But he's now he's his he's cousin Gil Hicks. Yeah, yeah, his cousin. And so they, you know, they kind of go through the questions it's like a dating game type mm-hmm. thing. And that this part's hilarious. Maybe probably the funniest part of the thing because the guy that plays Brody, I can't remember his name, but the guy that plays Brody is is very funny. And then all the dialogue is very well written from Kevin Smith. Very funny part of the movie. And so she figures it out, you know, who it is and everything. And and they end up getting back together. He proposes to her. Yeah, and she says yes. And they get back together and he gets back together with Shannon Doherty. And then the the suits from the network or whatever that are watching this say hey you know have you ever just if you ever wanted to host your own talk show to brody mm-hmm. so then brody somehow we get like a a animal house style this is what happened to right. them all afterwards and apparently brody uh took over the tonight show which would just never happen from jay leno well jay leno sucks so and she and um, she's playing drums. She's in the band on The Tonight Show. Shannon Doherty. And they still live with his mother. Yeah, weird. That makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, it's it's silly. It's yeah. a silly, goofy thing. But, I mean, that's I mean, that's pretty much it. There's not a ton going on here, but it's funny. It's the, yeah. Everything that happens is funny. At one point, uh, Brody says that the Easter Bunny beat him up and so <laughs> yeah. Jane Silent Bob kicked the shit out of the Easter Bunny. It's funny. Again, Silent Bob only says one thing in the entire movie and it's a line from Star Wars, which which again, he's probably a big fan of Star Wars. Right. Stan Lee shows up in the movie. Yeah, that was cool. To have yeah. a conversation with Brody. Yeah, about um, having, you know, lost a girl and mm-hmm. you know, then you told me that Stanley's been married. Stanley's been married since like the late forties. So, whatever you think he'd know that actually because he's such a big fan. You would think, but you know, I don't know. But he helps him. He gives him guidance. Mm-hmm. So he says that he gave him the speech from Spider Man, so like "Love be a vulture tonight" or something like that. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck he was talking about. I don't read comic books, so yeah, me either. But interesting, and I think comic books do this what this movie does actually i think comic books cross over they talk about crossing over characters and stuff like that in the movie actually 
And maybe that's where he got this idea. But it's an interesting idea to me if he makes more movies. Now, like I said, this one is, you know, a financial bomb. I would Unfortunately. Ass- I would assume that he would get a chance to make another movie. I hope Who so. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but it's an interesting idea to me of... A, a set like he makes movies and they have you know they share characters they're in the same universe basically so it's like a, a movie universe yeah that all that incorporates you know characters that can come you know show up again maybe and stuff like that kind of like in comics but it's a stoner comedy basically <laughs> right. but yeah like a, like a cinematic universe it's a very interesting idea that is and it kind of makes you have to see all of them in order to get the, you know, the full picture. So mm-hmm. it's good financially for the studio, too, honestly. But, yeah, uh, interesting. But a very funny movie. I mean, I, you know, I don't know how much longer it's going to be in theaters, but I would definitely recommend you go out to see it. Oh, a yeah. Very, very funny movie. Turn it around. Everybody run out and see it now. Turn the film <laughs> around. I don't know if that's possible. It's good, though. I liked it a lot. But that is our episode for the week. Carol, you know what to do. Tell your friends. Write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Mm-hmm. And um, visit us at retrolatefee.com. Yep. Tell one friend about the show. Just one. <laughs> and you will have done your, your duty for the week. That's right. Every week, just tell one friend about the show. Say, hey. It could be the same friend. <laughs> tell them every week. <laughs> Work it into conversation somehow. You should. Man, I'm telling you, I don't know. My, my girl's pregnant. And I don't know what to do. She doesn't want to have an abortion. Hey, have you ever listened to? Uh, <laughs> have you ever listened to Massive Late <laughs> Anyway, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>